Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. We have the 2022 NBA Draft coming up on June 23rd, and I have a good friend. He originally was born and raised in Kissimmee, Florida. His family currently resides in Oviedo, Florida, and uh, he's a huge Magic fan. So you know he was thrilled when they won the draft lottery. His name is Garrett Paladna. Garrett, man, welcome to the Sweet Spot, dude. How are you doing? Corey, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be on. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready for uh, the draft this coming Thursday. Dude, before we dive into the draft talk itself, with you being a huge Magic fan, give me your, your current favorite player on the roster and then maybe somebody else that you were a huge fan of growing up. Okay, uh, current player, my favorite player right now. It, I would say it's tough, but there's a clear-cut, I guess, like favorite for me right now. And that's my dog, Markel Fultz. <laughs> I, got his, I got his jersey. I got, um, yeah, I got his uh, Orlando Magic City jersey this past season. Uh, I wear it to the games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear it Thursday. Um, I don't know. The reason why I like Markel right now is because he, we got him on a really cheap deal originally from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's got his, his ceiling's pretty high, I, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. even though with this whole like shoulder thing and issue, that aside, He's doing really good. Like uh, I saw a stat on Instagram. He only played like 15, 20 minutes a game uh, this past season, and he came, you know, halfway, midway season. I think is when he started playing. Yeah. And so per thirty six, he was he was averaging like twenty points and like ten assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good numbers is, right there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So yeah. I'm like, I'm excited to see where he can develop as a player because obviously injuries have set him back. So. I'm curious to see how he does this fall coming season as the starting point guard for the Orlando Magic. Now, who was a player that you liked a lot growing up? Who was your guy as you were watching the Magic as a youngster? Who was one of your favorite players they had at the time? Uh, definitely, I think growing up in the Orlando area and being a, a young kid at the time, 8-9, when Dwight Howard was there, yeah. I would definitely say Dwight Howard was probably... Um, my favorite because I had his jersey back then. I actually, in 2011, I went to the Dwight Howard basketball camp in Orlando. Okay. And so I got a picture of Dwight Howard with a group of kids. So he was there interacting with us. So I would probably have to say Dwight Howard at that time. Now, now it hurts. It hurts me, obviously, that he, he left to go to the Lakers. But we had a good run. And then a low-key favorite that I still love to this day is my man, J.J. Redick. J.J. <laughs> J.J., man. I love J.J. Redick. We yeah. have, uh, when, I play, when I would play basketball um, outside in the driveway with my dad, we had this one spot on the driveway dedicated to J.J. Redick. We call that <laughs> the J.J. Redick spot. So, like, whenever I'd you know, pull up from there, it's J.J. Redick spot, you know? So, so where is that spot on the court? Is it the wing? Is it the corner? Is it straight up? Top of the it's key like on, it's like on the wing a little yeah. bit, kind of like yeah, just on the wing a little bit, yeah. yeah. And it was just like I don't know what gave me the idea to name that the JJ Reddick spot, but mm-hmm. it was like there was like a line of the concrete, and it was kind of on the edge of the edge of the concrete a little bit, and it's kind of like you know a wing shot. So I don't know, it's called the JJ Reddick spot. So and it just stuck, you know. So when you take a shot from that spot, 
when as you're releasing, do you say Reddick? Like, is that do you have anything <laughs> that you say when you suit or anything uh, like that? No, no, I don't know, but I just it was just a common spot I always like pull up from, and so I, I wouldn't scream it like you know like people scream Kobe or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that would have been funny though. <laughs> so your Orlando Magic, you went to a game this year at the Amway Center where. The Magic beat the eventual champions, the Golden State Warriors, 94-90. to Now, that game didn't have Steph Curry, but still, you know, it felt good to beat the Warriors even without uh, one of the greatest players in the game. Uh, tell, me, tell me about that experience when you went to the, the game against the Magic and the Warriors where they, you know, got a W against one of the best teams in the league. It was, it was a great experience. The game was pretty much battling back and forth all the way up till halftime and then the third quarter you know the warriors in the third quarter mm-hmm. they started taking that that lead and i i believe with like 10 minutes left we were down like 12 and so a friend that went with me he's like bro it's over I'm like don't say that don't <laughs> ever say that bro you're a magic fan i don't want to hear that um but it was it was a great experience it was a little disheartening because there was a lot there was a, there were more warrior fans there than there were magic fans and so wow. that hurt me a little bit, yeah. but you know, it happens. I mean, the Warriors obviously have been good the past seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So they have a, and obviously Steph Curry changed the game. And so a mm-hmm. lot of people are going to want to hop on that bandwagon and, you know, see, see greatness out on the court, but it just, it hurt a little, you know, the cheers for the, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> the Warriors were a lot or louder than the magic, but you know, Orlando being a small market, you know, yeah. poverty team right now we're yeah. one of the worst teams in the whole nba compared to you know one of the best marketable teams right now i think it was a fair assumption for that to happen but you know it's still it still hurt a little bit pinch a penny pool patio and spa is the introduction sponsor for the sweet spot with Corey bradley more than just a full service pool and supply company they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs clear light infrared saunas and patio furniture Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone, 334-671-POOL. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones. Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. So I'm joined by my guy, Garrett Palatna, originally from Kissimmee, Florida, huge Orlando Magic fan as we get ready for the 2022 NBA draft where the Magic hold the number one pick. Now, Garrett, man, this is the fourth time the Magic has had the number one pick in the draft. Going back to 92 where they had Shaquille O'Neal, we all know how that 
turned and worked out for them in their favor. 93, the very next year, they drafted Chris Weber. He never played for them. They trade, traded him uh, and his draft rights for Penny Hardaway and three future first-round picks. Uh, we know Penny was a stud for Orlando as well before his injuries. And then in 2004, you mentioned Dwight Howard as their number one pick for the Magic at the time. So this is their fourth time having the number one pick. Tell me, man, how did you find out that the Magic won the draft lottery? Like, tell me, talk me, tell me through your uh, your emotions. Where were you when you found out? Like, just kind of give me uh, a run through that day. So I was at my uh, my friend's apartment, and he's an OKC fan, big OC, OKC fan. So I know they had like the same odds for the first first round pick or the first pick. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, want to go, want to watch it together? He's like, yeah, sure. So I went over to his house, had dinner with them, and we're watching the draft, I mean, the the lottery draft, and I'm getting pumped. So I'm not seeing the magic, <laughs> not seeing the magic, not seeing the magic. And then because my friend's there, I'm pulling for OKC too. Obviously, I want the magic to get the first pick, but yeah. I want OKC to get a good pick too because, I don't know, I like OKC. I like SGA. I like yeah. that young team they have going. Um, but I remember... I had my Markel Fultz jersey on, you know. Mm-hmm. I was in his apartment. We're watching it. And then when it came down to OKC and Magic, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. <laughs> and then for the second pick, Adam Silver pulled, or I don't know who was doing it, but they pull out OKC. I just go crazy because <laughs> Magic got the first pick. And then my friend was obviously a little upset, but. He got this. I mean, hey, second pick's still really good, but yeah. it wasn't. It's not the first. So <laughs> I was, I was going crazy because we've the Magic have had bad lottery luck the past few years. So yeah. it was, it was happy to see. I was happy to see us get a uh, get that first pick again. Now you're actually attending a draft party in Orlando at the Mway Center, man. Uh, tell me how that kind of originated, and you know what do you expect when you get there for the draft party? Yeah, so um, uh, last year, the Orlando Magic hosted a uh, a draft party event for the two draft picks they had. I mean, we had the was it the fourth pick and the eighth pick, and so that's a that was a really big draft last year for us too. So the Magic opened up their arena; tickets were free. It was general seating too, so you can just get there and sit yeah. wherever you want, watch the big screen, get food, be there with Magic fans. Good, good atmosphere. I didn't get to go last year. I don't know if I knew it was going on or I just didn't go. I'm not sure what what happened, but I know some of my friends went and they, last year they said they sat like five rows back from like courtside. So they got oh, a, nice. A couple a couple of the Magic players were there last year too, just there to support you know the team mm-hmm. and the fans. But yeah, this year uh, I'm going. I'm leaving Thursday morning. Okay. To drive back home, I'll be there for be in my house for a couple hours and then. Meet up with my friends. We're going to go hang out. I think there's like seven, eight of us pulling up together, all our friends, to go sit down and, you know, watch the, watch the draft. So it'll be a great experience. First pick. I'm sure there's a lot of diehard Magic fans are going to be there. So I'm just, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this for past week or two now. So it'll be good to see my friends again in an atmosphere, a sport atmosphere. 
nonetheless. So yeah, yeah, it's it's nothing like draft night. Like it, whether you're around a bunch of people in an arena or a bar or a restaurant or it just at home. Like you know, I watch the draft, NFL, NBA, MLB. Like I'm soaking in every pick, and I'm just juiced up, man. Like you know, of course, guys that you know, trying to remember guys that you you've you've hearing for the first time, but you thought, okay, I'm gonna keep an eye out for this guy when he you know makes it, and, and I'm gonna see if uh if I remember that night when I watched him get drafted and you know seeing those highlights and what they talked about some of his strengths and weaknesses so I love just the draft in general and seeing these guys and their dreams come true man so uh yeah there's nothing like draft night so I know you're going to be pumped once you get to the Amway Center for that draft party where the Orlando Magic has the number one pick now the Magic this past year weren't that great which is a reason why they have the number one pick I mean they had the second worst record 22 wins 60 losses the only team that was worse than them was the Houston Rockets only two winning seasons in the last 10 years. And then you look at the last three drafts, 2021 in the first round, Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. I mean, you can't go wrong with those two guys. Those two guys are going to be studs, giving them some time. 2020, you got Cole Anthony. 2019, Chuma Okiki from Auburn. But it's the pick from four years ago that will heavily determine what Orlando does with the top pick this year. And that's 2018 pick. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, 2018, went six in the draft. He hasn't quite lived up to the billing and the hype that's come that comes with being a top 10 selection. He's also a restricted free agent this year as well. So the Magic has a decision to make whether they bring him back or not. Now, Garrett, man, before you give away your number one pick, before you tell us who we, who you would prefer, are you keeping Mo Bamba, yes or no? Are you bringing him back to Orlando for next season? Oh, that's a good question. Ah, I love Mo. I love Mo. Um, he's definitely had his ups and downs. He shows a flash of potential. Like his past season, uh, I can cite one of the games. I think he dropped like 27 or 30 points in the first half of one game. And he had like seven threes in the first half. And then he just kind of went, cold second half still finished really good point wise but he had you know almost 30 or quite 30 i'm not sure what it was exactly but yeah he had a lot of points in the first half and didn't get a he only had like three more points in the second half um great defender i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when he's when he's on 100 on his a game he's a great defender longest wingspan in nba combine history with seven foot ten inches which is insane yeah, yeah. um so he's definitely got the build for it um but I, I'm i willing to take Mo Bamba back as long as it's a team-friendly deal. I don't yeah. want him – if he's expecting like a lot of money that we don't want to shell out, I expect him to walk. Um, but I, w I will say Mo is – got that personality. Everyone loves Mo in the locker room. Um, great personality. Kind of, he's got like the, the team – the class clown almost. Um, and so – I can see how, like, the relationships he's made with the people on the on his team, it'd be hard to step away, but obviously money talks. And so I feel like if he doesn't like the deal we offer him, he's going to walk. Because I think Moses is solid backup, um, but I don't think he's, at least right now, not starter ready. So, Garrett, man, I'm going to ask these two final questions. Um, first of all, I'm going to have you tell me who you would like at number one for the Magic. But also, I'm going to ask you, what do you think the Magic will do? Okay, so first, 
if you're the general manager, Garrett Palladna, general manager of the Orlando Magic, who's your guy with the number one pick, man? Who are you taking? Ooh, that's a ah. Okay, ah. Uh, so as you know, I, I've talked to you about this already before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I flip flop. I go back and forth between Chet and Jabari. They both bring different skill sets to the table. They're both completely different players. Man. <laughs> when he told me that I'm the GM and I'm yeah. drafting someone, I'm like, crap. <laughs> I, all the pressure is on me. I, <laughs> I'm going to personally, me. Yeah. I would draft Jabari Smith out okay. of Auburn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why Jabari? Why is Jabari the selection? First off, 6'10", 42% from three-pointer in college. Carried He carried Auburn mm-hmm. on his on his back to the number one seed for multiple weeks in a row. I He's got a lot of potential. Yeah. The, my only knock on him is his handles and, like, driving ability. Yep. But right now, I, the Magic need three-point shooting. We are not a good three-point shooting team. And so to bring him on... And to be able to, you know, shoot lights out and defend, you know, all five positions. He can defend on the perimeter. He can defend down low because of his height. I feel like the safer option is Jabari. And I feel like if we can develop handles on him and make him become that scorer, yeah. I feel like he's he's the best option. But now that I'm saying this, I'm like, well, Chet, <laughs> Chet, <laughs> Chet has a shot 39%. And he... Has a lot of he's got a good passing ability. He's got handles. I don't know. This is tough. I keep like I said. I keep going back and forth. Like I, my only concern, my, my concern about Chet is his his frame. Yeah. Seven foot one ninety five. Yeah. Joel yeah. and B will snap him in half. <laughs> so, so 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 Jabari is your guy. You think right? Like yeah. that's that's your pick if you had to turn in your card. General Manager John Hammond will actually have that honor come Thursday night for the Orlando Magic. When Adam Silver says, with the number one pick of the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select, who do you think it will be? Who does Orlando ultimately select? We know you want Jabari Smith, but what do you think John Hammond is going to do for the Magic? John Hammond, he's he's done good the past couple of years with the drafts. Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner. Jalen Suggs, but I think so. First off, I want to say I I trust John Hammond. Yeah, I I tr- I, I give him I trust him because of the past couple of years I've seen the players we've drafted and the moves they made. I trust him. I I really do trust him. So whether we do get Chet or Jabari, I I trust him. I trust him. Yeah. But I I do think that the Orlando Magic will draft Jabari Smith from Auburn. Yeah. Okay. okay. And my reason being is because um, the Orlando Magic gave Jabari Smith the workout first. He was the first um, player to get a workout from the Magic. Yeah. And so that, I guess, kind of shows where the Magic are focused on, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, if you want a certain player, you're going to want to, you know, get him trying out first, you know, give yeah. him a workout. Uh, and then Chet and then Paulo, right? That's yeah, his name? Yeah, pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both getting a workout after. So... I think, and then the odds for Vegas too. I think still favor Jabari, yeah. which Vegas Vegas knows everything first, so they know. 
They they know, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas, you know, already has a lot of insight and already knows. But I, I can see the Magic drafting. To me, I think Jabari is the I, who they're going to draft. But I would still not be too surprised if we do draft Chet because, like I said, they're both different players. They both bring different skill sets. But it's really just the trust in the Magic for me. I mean, and also I, I read something on Twitter. I think uh, recently. There was a Jabari Smith did a workout. I don't know if it was with the Magic or with another team or what, but this man had a two-hour workout, did not take a single break. Wow. Hustled the whole time. Yeah. Like- no breaks. Like, in my head, I'm like, bro, I run <laughs> I run up and down the court for five minutes. I'm, <laughs> I'm already calling for a break. Like, I need water. Oh, man. So, I'm like, Jabari Smith definitely is the athlete. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got Jabari Smith. You have John Hammond selecting Jabari Smith as well for the Orlando Magic. Uh, before I let you go, man, you said your friend is a Thunder fan. Uh, what's his name, and is he hoping for Jabari? Like, do you guys are y'all hoping for the same person? Like, what's what's uh, his thoughts as the Thunder who holds number two pick? Um, my friend Colin, that's his yeah. name. Um, he he does not want Chet. I know that. I think it's because it's his his frame definitely does not look like a hold up in the NBA. I think he just he didn't want um Ben 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 Caro either. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I he told me he wanted Jaden Ivy. Right? Really? Okay. Yeah, from Purdue. He's a baller. Yeah. Man. He was looking up. I was in his office the other day. He works at the at the school, and he uh, I was at in his office, and he was we we're talking about it, and he looked up. Jaden Ivey highlights and he was yeah. like this is who I want because obviously he kind of shows flashes of Russell Westbrook and you know him being an OKC fan having Russell Westbrook for you know how many years you know <laughs> so I think that was uh drew him to Jaden Ivey and Jaden Ivey's a baller like he's aggressive to the rim mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's definitely got some Ja Morant Russell Westbrook aggressiveness in him so yeah, I like I like Jay Navi, man. I I wouldn't mind if he fell somehow to San Antonio, man. Uh, but yeah, Jay Navi's a stud, dude. Like, I, you can't go wrong selecting him, man. He's gonna oh, be, yeah. he's, gonna he's gonna, gonna be hustle. really good. He's gonna be that dude, man. Whoever selects him will definitely be happy on draft night for sure, man. Shoot, Garrett, my guy. Dude, sure. I appreciate you coming on the sweet spot, man. I appreciate you having me. And you texted me. I was like, let's go. Because yeah. I was looking at my back of my head. I'm like, bro, I kind of want Corey to get me on. And <laughs> texted me. I was like, let's go. <laughs> man, hey, like I said, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for you, man. Like I said, I'm pumped, period, when it comes draft night. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun night as it always is, man. Be safe on your drive. Be safe in your travels, man. And uh, I look forward to hearing about your experience, dude. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. And you just heard my guy, Garrett Palatna, kind of go back and forth on who he would take number one, ultimately deciding on Jabari Smith out of Auburn. And, you know, it's one of those selections where it's kind of a toss-up in a way. I mean, you know, you could hear somebody argue for Chet Holmgren being seven foot and being a skilled big man as he is. He averaged 14 points, 10 rebounds, nearly four blocks a game. And shot 39% from three. Like, and we know in today's NBA style of play where it's positionless, you know, you have guys who are skilled at every position. It's no more of that traditional big man that we used to see years ago with David Robinson and Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, you don't see those guys anymore, Patrick Ewing. So Holmgren is kind of the opposite of that. Like, he's a guy who can 
take the ball coast to coast as you know we've seen with guys like you know Joel Embiid or uh, Nikola Jokic like some of the big men used to seeing carry the ball from end to end Holmgren has that kind of ability but he does need to get stronger you heard Garrett speak on that he has to get stronger Um, but he doesn't play near the basket like a true post does as I mentioned but I do believe that's a part of his game that he'll need to develop not only getting stronger but developing a true post game I mean if you're seven foot you need to have some incredible footwork you have the length, you have the height, but you need to have incredible footwork to in a jump hook, you know, just different moves. Because, I mean, there are guards who excel in the guard post-up game, you know, being only 6'3", but can back you down, back their man down and get a bucket. Like, it's sad when you see a big man who's 6'11", 7 foot, and can't back his man down and get a bucket. And I saw it a couple times in the NBA Finals where Curry is defending Al Horford, but Horford can't back him down and get a, get a bucket, you know. Nikola Jokic, he's one of the best big men in the game, right? But he doesn't really – if this is a guy that's probably 6'8 and 6'9 and kind of stocky and strong, Jokic can't get that dude off the block. Like I've seen it several times um, – a few years ago in the Clipper series in the playoffs. I don't know if it was one of the Morris guys or whoever it was guarding him, but Jokic was struggling to get that dude and, and nudge him. So Holmgren not having that size, he's going to have to you know, improve and, and develop a very impeccable footwork if he wants to have an accelerated career and excel in his career because we all know he'll be solid – we just don't know how solid. And Jabari Smith, you know, he's a just a stud shooter. 6'10", 17 points per game, 7 rebounds, 1 block, 1 steal. Um, shot 42% from 3. But he could bulk up a little bit too. Very athletic. But he could get a little stronger, which I'm sure he will. He will. But Garrett said this too. He needs to improve his dribbling. There was too many times where Jabari Smith would just settle on his jumper. And he has one of the prettier jumpers that you, you'll see a 6'10 guy have. And he's a lights-out shooter. I think he shot like 79% from free throw as well to go with that 42% from the three. But it was too many times for Auburn he would just settle on that jumper. And I was talking during the basketball season how Jabari Smith wouldn't attack as much as he needed to. That's something he needs to improve on. And Brandon Davis, you heard my guy um, talk about his Celtics before on one of my episodes. He, he said he thinks it's because Jabari doesn't trust his dribbling yet. So that's something that he really needs to improve on is his ability to attack to attack the basket. Like I said, shooting 79% from the line, um, 6'10", very athletic. I mean, not many people are going to block his shot, one of the prettiest shots that you'll see, especially coming out of the draft. But in the NBA, if he can be aggressive and can create his own shot dribbling and attacking the basket, he'll be that star that a lot of people are hoping and expecting him to become. So if it was up to me, who I would take, number one. And, you know, Holmgren has a chance. He has that ability to be an absolute video game type star, right? Seven foot, skilled with dribbles and shooting and averaging four blocks a game type dude. Jabari Smith, an automatic scorer. Like, we don't know if he'll be a star, but we know he's going to light it up in the league. Like He's going to get his points, right? We just don't know if he'll be a star or an all-star or a superstar, but he's going to be a scorer for sure. 
So if it was up to me, I would go with Jabari Smith as the number one pick. And the reason I say that is because, as you just heard me say, he's a scorer. Like at at minimum, at worst, he's going to be a bucket, and we don't have to worry about anything else. Chet Holmgren, he could be a stud, but he could be a dud just as much. So. Um, you know, you you have to be concerned about his weight. You have to be concerned about the physical aspect with him. But um, hope he hope he walls out for sure. But if I had the number one pick, I would have to go the safer route and go with Jabari Smith, because when you look at the league, there's only ten true superstars. Ten. I I went through the league, looked at each team, and I think people get it misconstrued. They're Everybody's so quick to anoint somebody being a superstar. Like let's let's slow our roll. Let's slow our roll. A lot of these guys are just stars and all stars, but there's very few superstars. And I was able to come up with ten. And I wasn't like trying to find like a, a definitive number. Like, okay, it has to be ten. I'm only going to take ten guys. No, like I went through the list first, named them, and counted them, and I came up with ten. So to name a, a true superstar to close out this segment. Got one, Kyrie Irving, two, Kevin Durant, three, Luka Doncic, four, Nikola Jokic, five, Steph Curry, six, LeBron James, seven, Jimmy Butler, eight is Giannis Antetokounmpo, nine, Joel Embiid, and ten, Damian Willard. And I know there's a bunch of guys, you're like, man, John Morant's on there, Bradley Beal, Cat, Carlton Towns on there, Donovan Mitchell. Like, no, nah, these are all-stars. These are really good ballers, really good players. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, so many more. They're all-stars. They're really good players. They're they're great, but they're not on that level yet. You know, it's another level to reach superstardom. So those 10 guys I mentioned, in my eyes, they're, they're superstars. I mean, there's no, more, no argument there. So uh, all-stars, like I said, they're, they're great, but they just haven't reached that next level just as of yet so Jabari Smith number one to Orlando Magic that's my prediction that's who I would take we will indeed see what happens June 23rd when the Magic make their selection the fourth time holding the number one pick in franchise history